The main podcast is a free media source with a mission to provide better transparency in the market to connoisseurs, medical patients, recreational users, store owners, growers, extractors, and everyone in between. This is made possible through generous support from our sponsors who cover all corners of the great state of Maine. A special thank you goes out to Treeline Cannabis, Planet Tim, Watered Roots, Rugged Roots, The Heady Yeti, Tastefully Baked, Cure Cannabis, The Shack 420, Humble Family Farms, Canamelts, Salty Cultivation, The North Fire, Highbrow, Team Green, Seaworks & Co., Fade Space, Zero Gravity Extracts, Wisely Cannabis, and Stoner & Co. For more information on how you can support those who support us, please visit our website, www.mainpodcast.com, and click our Sponsors tab. I mean, really, like who was growing it? That is we already know, like you could question. buy good, like you could go to a good store and still get really bad pre-rolls. Imagine like how bad those pre-rolls must have been. That dude was you mean most rolling. good stores <laughs> sell really bad pre-rolls, is what you're saying. Other than the ones like, do, I we got to give a shout out to Planet Tim. Is Planet that Tim, he, brought some, he brought some fire pre-rolls. <laughs> we, got, we were like kind of talking about it. We we're on mic, but I mean, dude, tell us what you, what, what is all there on the table? Oh man. Um, yeah. So I, uh. Brought you guys, so got to give a shout out uh, to my boy Mike Ellis over at the Maine Kandegar Company. Um, this is a beautiful, uh, one of his new pro rolls uh, that he's doing. He's doing. Size of a grown man's fucking finger, Size too. Size of a grown man's finger. Um, yeah, it's, uh, oh yeah, these things are bomb, man. The East and I LA Pop Rocks. It's a half a gram of uh, water hash, and I got... A very similar one that is a rose petal roll. I got a GMO cookie pre-roll from Paul's Boutique. I got a gas pack, Garden Unbroken Chain. And of course, uh, big shout out to my man, Rick, Rick Roller. We got you guys a big two gram Gorilla Cake flour. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and let's talk about him for a second too, because I didn't realize he was so on the scene at one point. Rick? You know, he was like he was really into this cannabis culture. Oh yeah. Brought the shadow wrap to everything. You know, and I yeah, remember yeah, seeing yeah. that stuff, and I was like, I now someone's like, well, that was him, and I was like, oh my god, he's the fucking guy that started it. You know, he just he's always got his account deleted. It seems like. Oh, I know. So. I know. That's a, f and that's a fucking shame too. But oh, he's the man. I mean, he uh, god damn does he do some amazing work, um, and. I have seen on his uh, Instagram recently, I guess, that he's going to be start growing his own and uh, turning, oh, no way. turning into a one-man. Uh, I saw that also. Makes sense. Mm -hmm. yeah, it does it make sense. sense. It does make sense, yeah. you know, because, uh, I mean, if you have to depend on, um, you know, getting your flowers from a caregiver or from a storefront or whatever, and, well, they don't have anything for you, you got nothing to roll. We also think too with the, with the, with what he can charge on the fair market at retail, yeah, and what you could get out of a small fucking grow tent, and how many pre rolls you get out of that that grow tent, it's like almost just makes sense, you know, like you're Without just fucking making a shit ton of money yes. off of doing this. And granted, it's worth it because he does spend a lot of time making these. They're not he like does. it's you know I've, I've talked to a lot of people and they're like if it's not right, he starts over, you Without know. So Without a doubt. No, he is, he's the man. I mean, he's every, I, I've, I've smoked a lot of those and I've never smoked one that did not burn perfectly. I can say that I've never finished one. Uh, <laughs> uh, my, uh, yeah, my, uh, my wife, um, she, uh, she's an edible person. 
Mm-hmm. She uh, she doesn't smoke too often, uh, but she does like uh, some some cartridges. But uh, I don't have anyone to smoke them with, so it's usually me and her, and then it ends up being me out on my uh, fucking balcony with a cannon, and yeah, she usually comes out and wakes me up about an hour or two later. <laughs> How the hell off the balcony? Get in the bed, yeah. How selective is she about the type of uh, edible she takes? Is she partial to? Does it need to be uh, like full spec? Does it, it can yes. be? Does it? Yeah. Um, well, I, I like for it to be. For yeah, for her. I, I like for it to be for her. Yeah, yeah. Um, she, uh, we, I, I have a great relationship with uh, with my friends Mike and Emily over at Minecraft Cannabis. You guys just yeah, we just oh, yeah, those guys that. are really cool. Yeah, that was a lot of fun. super yeah. cool people. You guys mm-hmm. dropped that um, awesome, awesome podcast. They're such good people. Uh, but they make uh, some really, really good um, dark chocolate, 450 milligram uh, bars. Yeah, no, I got to try them too. Yeah, that are dope. Uh, very good. Um, I can't think of the manufacturer, but Beach Boys um, sells, I guess they're called 420 bars. Um, they're manufactured by someone. I don't know. I want to say Hazy Hill, but I think that's wrong. So sorry. Mm, yeah. Sorry, Hazy Hill. No, 420 bars. I'm trying. I've heard of them. Yeah. Yeah. They're, they're, I mean, they're around. Um, you know, you hear about like bobblehead bars, you hear 420 bars, but they're, they're great. They're insane. Um, they got the, they got a lot of different flavors, whereas um, manufacturers doing edibles only use dark chocolate. Yeah. Because that shit's good for you or whatever. Yeah. Like red wine. Um, but she likes the milk chocolate and toffee. So we go with uh, those 420 bars from Beach Boys and uh, the 450s from Minecraft Cannabis. You know what else is a good option that I like for the price point is the Kind Farm bars. I have not tried. So yeah, They're half distillate, half, right. half uh, full spectrum hash rosin, and they're 20 bucks for 300 milligrams. And it's like, oh, and they're they come, half and half? Yeah, it's a cool concept of a way to bump up that milligram so you still get that high dose, but you're also getting some cannabinoids, which I know are important to people. So oh, when you yeah. think yep. the, they have like 25 different flavors of them too, not even plugging them. So if you hear this kind farms, love a percentage of any sales that follow this podcast episode. Uh, <laughs> no, but in all seriousness, Dude, they're just about everywhere. I don't know if you could have increased where they are. I know. Very true. They just sling those things out. They have, thing, though, oh yeah. Too. It's amazing. They, and they put is. like these little toppings on them too sometimes that make the bar just feel so much more interactive and like a step above some of the other stuff that's going on because like the Rice Krispie one has like a layer of Rice Krispie on the top. Which is like just really cool and like the mm. Fruity Pebble one kind of has some Fruity Pebbles on top. So they're in like the cookies and cream, cookies on top and stuff like that. So they've really come through with that uh with that look that I feel like is important. But also, while we're on the topic of edibles, you know who crushes, like, outnumbers for edibles? Lakine. They are such a producer. I never realized how many people use them to make the edibles, and then they go ahead and... It's like drop shipping, in a sense. You know, she makes whatever you want, and we'll make it in any amounts you want, and she just crushes it. She is... crushes it. I'm not... I'm... Gotta say, I'm not actually familiar with that. It's funny. There, It's like, she has a cool, like... Cool little brand, Lakine Kitchen, obviously, and she did. A, she has some of her products that are O U I comma D, so weed, you know. Uh, but it's like weed, gotcha, like gotcha, weed, gotcha. and she all this like all this play off like French words and stuff. It's a pretty cool brand. She makes some good truffles, but and she also she's the partner with Dunny Gummies. She's the one that makes the Dunny Gummies and stuff like that. So gotcha. Mm-hmm. Okay. And now that's I- what yeah. And those, the consistency on those things are freaking perfect all the time, every single tin. And we were talking. I was talking about today with Walter. 
And he was saying the same thing. He's like, that girl just crushes in the kitchen nonstop. So very nice, yeah. Yeah. She well, must have a lot of ovens. She got she ovens. Have, yeah, she must have I would assume industrial size must have been commercial for I don't the yeah, I don't know what her numbers are on other stuff that would require an oven, like yeah. baked baked items. But I mean a gummy I think at some point would require emulsification on like a stovetop and right. stuff. Right. So for sure. There's definitely uh, yeah, she definitely has some sort of infrastructure because without the, a doubt. Yeah, she cranks them out. Any idea if she was lot. in uh, that type of was she doing that in a non medicated way before? For a lot of businesses down in the Portland area or beyond, I don't know. Think? I have no clue. Yeah, I to be no fair, backstory on that. I, you know, I don't. I, don't I, I actually like to have her on. I have to. Her name's Juicy. <laughs> so, juicy, Miss Juicy, baby. And if, so, uh, if you're listening, Juicy, <laughs> yes. No, but she'd be a great one to have on too to talk a little bit about it, just because she has a different approach. I think a lot of the people, rather than being necessarily a main brand. She's like, or, and I don't mean like main brand isn't like the state of Maine, but like a main brand herself, a Lakine. It's more like I can assist all these other businesses by making whatever they want at a good volume, you know? Mm -hmm. And I thought that's great. It's cool to see all these different variations of business models Mm. emerging for the cannabis industry. And it It just goes to further prove the point of why the medical industry needs to be saved because all these, everything that's been created and even the stuff that has pulled Maine out of the pandemic and what's going to continue to pull Maine out of the pandemic is kind of at threat. You know, yes. there's a lot of different things. And all the I people like, are employed by it and the amount of tourism that will come in because of cannabis. That already is. Even in like, you know, in, oh my God. it's yeah. like we had more people in 2020 than we should have had here. Yes. So and you know that I feel what brought sure. them in. It was cannabis. And like, I felt yeah, right. a little bit yeah. more uh, some type of way, obviously, about COVID than I think Carrie did. I have yeah. I took it a little bit more seriously. I was a little bit more. On the air, air side of caution. Going, though. I did. You know, I was there for a few months with you. Yeah. Sure. No, no. That's, yeah. Sort of. It's hard to be consistent. I get yeah. that. Um, so. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, uh, it's not like that. <laughs> no, no. I, I didn't want to get into the debate cry. like that, but I wanted to say that. Sure, sure. It, it was amazing to see how many people, regardless of a pandemic, were like, I'm going to follow the rules. Yeah, like, even if I don't uh, necessarily, they didn't follow the, the quarantine, but they were willing to take a little bit of a risk right. to come to Maine to still get their meds. And I mean, fucking, it was booming. You know, it was yes. like COVID was really like saved in the sense or the, the main medical market saved Maine during COVID. Mm. 100% with the tax dollars, especially with how much money is going out. The only thing I think that's going to continue to save it is the main medical program. Without a doubt. It's, and it's continuing to, you know, I mean, even as COVID, I guess, is. Uh, I don't know. What's the word? Go, I'm going away? I don't know. Uh, as as we approach herd immunity, are we that close? I don't fucking know. <laughs> I don't think so. I don't think so. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think, think so. I don't think we're anywhere near uh, that close. I think. Well, there will never be herd immunity in Anderson County. Just to let you know. No, very right. <laughs> but no, for real. Like, uh, I mean, it's going to be here for a little while. Um, you know, I mean. They're declaring states of a you know states of emergency down in the south again, and you got a million fucking people getting on airplanes every day. Mm-hmm. Now, I think this is the twelfth day in a row that more than a million people have flown. Okay. Oh well, yeah, and it's just it, it, and the thing is too is I I wonder how many there's so many people I know they're down in Florida. And oh someone signed God. a... Get shot. back here, Wait, wait, too. that you do know, do know? No, that really? I... Yeah, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. Probably... Oh, no oh, Living, 50, or are they down there for spring break? Oh, down there for spring break. 50 to 100 people, I know. Oh, are down. Wow. Oh, yeah, it's, it's booming. And the, the funny thing is, is I see... Um, I've seen some people that have taken a really hard stance on COVID, and I mean way, way left. Like, mask the hell up. Don't question anything. Like, you know what I'm saying? Get the vaccine, yada, yada, yada. And they fucking see them at spring break down in Florida. 
in a club. That's some funny shit right there. Though. I'm like, okay. I'm like, I get it. Don't get me wrong. I, I was a little bit more cautious about it, but you can even ask when the numbers went up, I just didn't go out as much. Yep. I stayed oh, I in, I separated man. all that stuff. I just, I just it took a little bit more cautious. Now as the numbers have declined, I've been able to go out and do a little bit more things. That's just my personal comfort level, but I'm not going to sit out there and preach, stay in your fucking house. Don't do anything. How dare you question it? And right. then go out to spring break in freaking Florida. Right. You know? So it's like, there's so much of that shit happening. It's yeah. unbelievable. Yeah. It's about the definition of hypocritical right there. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. I How think. do you deal with it? How'd you find yourself dealing with it? Um, Smoked a lot of weed. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't mean to answer that. I part. mean, I'm not. I'm not gonna lie. Uh, yeah, cannabis got me through 2020. Did it? It really did. Um, 2020 was a. F uh, I'm gonna try and stop cursing. So. Um, 2020 was a rough year for me. Actually, um, lost my father uh, in uh, June of 2020 uh, to what has now been deemed COVID-related. Uh, death mm -hmm. but uh he was 95 years old you know lived a great life battled cancer for four years um had never ingested cannabis in 91 years of living 91 um he was you know he was there man when uh you know reefer madness was put into place i mean he he remembers when the government was you know said got to attack this shit you know you got to attack weed so growing up in the 20s and the 30s and the 40s i mean this to him was as bad as heroin or crack. cocaine or crack oh, yeah. Yeah, it was like the crack epidemic of new york correct <laughs> you know but he didn't know any better where where'd you guys grow up where'd he grow up uh, he was, grew up in Boston. He was in Boston, okay. Well, he he, he went uh, in between Arlington, Mass, and uh, South Portland. Capitalism. Was the prohibition on marijuana, was that pre-World War I or, or after World War I, but like in the 30s? I it was after World um, 37 comes to mind for some reason, and I'm not sure why, and that might have been like right before World War II starts, so it's one of those... 37 actually... Rings a bell to me too, and I don't because know before why. that it was still looked at or viewed at as uh, you know a farm a, pro a crop a, correct, and it didn't have all the stigmas quite yet. Correct. I mean, or, it was it was still hemp. The Marijuana yes. Tax <laughs> Act of 1937 effectively made possession or transfer of marijuana there illegal throughout the United States. So that's what killed you were fucking is. pinpoint on with the year and everything. Holy moly! I don't know. I don't know how he did that. Well, you're kind of a little bit of a history buff, aren't I've you? I've been I've been trying to study it a lot more. Like, yeah. Look at it on a national level and on what happened on a state level here right. too. Mm -hmm. Right. You know, because you spend some time, like you either immerse yourself into it we haven't looked at this historically yet and remember we talked about that at times too we were hoping from the podcast one of the things that would happen is we're not going around with video to shoot stuff in a historical sense and who would want themselves on video for the most part right right uh there's going to come a time when possibly that does a little bit more but it's not really that big of a deal yeah i think the important part though is documenting what we're going through in an audio sense to have it so i mean i could see myself really wanting to like pump out you know, record three, four times a week for that purpose. Sure. Try and do the snapshot of all these people and all these entities where they are now. I mean, Absolutely. I'd love to revisit. We did one of our early uh, episodes with Wisely, and yep, I've yep. become really good friends with them. And I love talking to him, uh, Calvin. Uh, I get to talk with him. It's great to see. I'm sure that the story we told last year and this year are remarkably different there, oh, too. Oh, yes. 
You've seen that. Yes, without a doubt. Yeah. What drew you into like being such a avid supporter of the cannabis community? And and we can get to the medical after, be, yeah. but because I think it's always been more of a cannabis purpose it, it, you it, found, it, right? It has. Yeah. Um, so uh, was it when treating your dad a little bit, helping him a little bit? Did that make a difference? That made a, well, um, my mother passed from cancer, uh, let's see, 13 years ago. Um, and I was her caregiver as well. And um, she, uh, I am going to mention Big Pharma real quick. Sure. Um, we were living down in D.C. at the time, and um, Washington, D.C., and uh, that was before it was legal there. And uh, the oncologist that she had, uh, he was he was semi he was an all right dude. He wasn't he wasn't against cannabis, but obviously he was pro fucking you know chemotherapy yeah. and, and everything. Um, well, a lot so, of them, I feel like those not to cut you off too. I feel like medical yeah. professionals are kind of silenced in that sense. Where For it's sure. hard, they, you We're know, talking. a lot of them are very fearful. Correct. Of oh, being able to say of being able to say anything about it, and it's yes, cannabis. correct. I think it's changing a little bit. Mm -hmm. Like my like my doctor and I now we can have an open conversation about it. It was you a little taboo what? at first. I feel like they were like, they didn't want anyone to you know walls were thin. Exactly God forbid right. if the doctor next door that was against it or didn't really believe in it as much heard that so that, that would have been a way for them to question your license. Exactly you know? right. Ex and that's what they were and that's what they were yeah. and are worried about now. Mm -hmm. um, but I remember. Uh, you know, basically when, when it was clear that my mother didn't have a whole lot of time left, I went to her doctor and, uh, you know, I said, look, uh, for the past 25 years, I've been working with cannabis and uh, I would like to see if there was some way we could get her uh, some, medical, some medical cannabis. The only option at that time, uh, aside from her son supplying it to her, yeah. um, was... A, and that's what you could find at the time, because that's, that's uh, give or take 14, 15 years yeah, ago. Yeah, some like yeah. that's when the search. That's exactly right. Right. Um, so the doctor says to me, "God, uh, I don't think I could have found much of anything back in two thousand seven. Yeah, no. I wasn't that connected. Right. Yeah, no. It was. It was. That was before. Yeah. That was weed. Oh yeah, uh, that's, for sure. So oh. to find somebody who was doing RSO or right. anything like that would have been very difficult to find, difficult. but amazing. Yes, absolutely. This well, this doctor said that uh, he said, "Oh yeah," he said, "No problem, you know, I'd be happy to give you a prescription for for marijuana." He writes a prescription for this pill called Marinol. I've it's, heard, yeah, I've, I've... it's synthetic, you know, lab created, replicated THC. I mean, it's not real THC; it's synthetic, and it almost killed my mother. I mean, she, in, he prescribed the dosage, um, and she had the worst reaction to it. Uh, had to be put in the hospital for three days. Oh, it was a mess, man. She came home. Um, when she got home from the hospital, you know, I was rolling them up for her. I was helping her out with some Rick Simpson oil and, you know, made all the difference in the world. Uh, there was no way at that point that she could be a lot saved. more comfort though. Yep, there was Is that no way. Was? Yep, there was no way to that, cope with it. No way that she was going to, you know, live for much longer. But she, you know, she lived the last uh, six months of her life pain free and relatively happy. You know, as opposed to miserable. And that's, you know, that's just not the way that uh, that people 
with cancer should should have to live, or anybody. Really. I think we've seen enough examples, especially with our parents or our parents' parents yeah. in passing, what death looks like and how we treat it, and, yeah. or how we could allow hospitals to treat it. Right. That's one of those things, and so we have to have this right, this opportunity to create our own medicines, and to offer our own, you know, to be recognized as medicine. Absolutely. No doubt. Absolutely. Um, for stories yeah. like yours Absolutely. and many others that we've had on the podcast too. I mean, this is a common enough theme and uh, I don't, I see people who take solace in this more than I do. You know, I haven't heard people tell bad stories about how cannabis affected <clears throat> later life. Right. Doesn't mean it needs to be introduced then, but understanding it younger is so much better. Absolutely. Oh, without a doubt. Yeah. You think there's a, a lot more cannabis knowledge out there gaining? <laughs> Um, more mainstream, anything like that? I, I still don't see it talked about too much. Mainstream. I don't. I don't see it talked about too much. I certainly don't see it talked uh, but about enough. To be fair, I don't know if if we're it depends on I guess what lens you look through to like no, a recreational I, or medical lens. Okay. One medicinal stuff is not really talked about that much. It's not like a hit. It doesn't grab Nobody headlines. Talks about medicinal. And no it's one talks about talk, recreational it's not stuff. Fun to talk about. Yeah. You don't hear people often talk about beer. I mean, maybe yeah, there could be more cooking shows that involve cannabis. And it seems like those are coming up on Netflix and shit. But there have been yeah, there's <clears> been some good. <throat> I've seen three some. or four good ones. But yeah. I. I don't know if it ever is. It ever going to be a headline? Like, it's just no. you know how we, no. we know how news cycles yeah, work. Yeah. And I, I, if we're talking about mainstream media and talking about like that, and even your local news stations, I mean, they're into stuff that's going to grab views, which unfortunately now is freaking major catastrophes and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. Sure. So, Jesus Christ. Yeah, I mean, I didn't find out until this morning what happened yesterday. I mean, this. Yeah, it, this. What happened yesterday? Colorado, Colorado, man! Somebody, Shooting. some dude shot ten, shot and killed ten people in a grocery store. Oh man, I, I saw a little bit about that, but that's the problem with the news and everything now is that that's what they, it's all about. They, well, they fucking have they just drain people. I don't even watch anymore. I, I don't can't. watch any of it after, especially after yeah. COVID twenty twenty. Yeah. I don't do watch it. news. It's can't like do it. it's just it's I'm I don't care. It and normally, whatever good. is important enough to filter down through the channels that naturally be yep. like this, I end up retaining that information. Exactly right. right. I, I can't do it, man. I, I, I turn on the news. I used to love watching the news. Now it just gives me anxiety. Um, it's freaking depressing. Um, I, there is nothing positive no. on the news these days. Um, <laughs> I think a couple of news stations have these, what they call feel-good segments, but yeah. yeah it's, <clears throat> it's, it needs to be talked about a lot more. Um, but it's, I, I, I honestly think that we're, we're getting there. Um, I think it's going to be. I think it's going to be in the conversation a lot more over the next five years. What part of it? Like getting there in what way? Are you talking in a media source or a media sense or something different? Um, Where are we? Like, I mean, it's not even like we have our moments of obviously. We look forward to this being uh, positive, but we also look at this as being controversial too, or not controversial, talking about today's topics and how we're all like, you know as much about the podcast as it is 2021 now yeah for sure you know for sure where we at yeah i uh that was a ripple like COVID sent a ripple through humanity through eight billion people how can you not have some sort of greater impact than perhaps you've ever had on any stage and i'm not not downplaying any wars oh oh i'm not saying it that way but you know i i believe um Speaking with uh, a couple people I know uh, in the media, um, speaking to some of my friends at, at, at High Times Magazine, 
Um, so there are currently polls being done, uh, basically, like you asked me, uh, what did you do to get through 2020? Um, some people did yoga, you know. Uh, <laughs> yeah, right? Some, goat I mean, yoga. I've always wanted to do goat yoga. Goat right? yoga. Yeah, you know, what, <laughs> whatever got you through. I think... Um, Wait, I want to make that happen for Evan. Okay? <laughs> just make sure we get that. No, I will fucking do it. If someone can get me some of those mini goats that like jump on you and shit while you're doing it, they they're hella friendly. Uh, they're cool. Those things are the cutest. Like yeah, they are the, the podcast <laughs> with two mini goats, please. Well, we'll and you know, that. like if you scare a goat, it just passes out. It just falls down. It just yeah. like it's called what are they, like yeah. frozen goat syndrome or right. something. You keep like ah, and the goat will just fucking oh, yeah. boop, stiff right up, and <laughs> right over. Oh yeah, so. I don't know. Uh, did they do that because? Uh, do they do that on purpose? I mean, no, I think it's just a. Tactic, I think it's. Or a do they just freak out? It's like, like oh shit. Oh. Yeah, yeah. I I think it's like um. Oh my god, this person might be trying to kill me. They'll Let me pretend dead. like I'm already dead. Right. Like uh, yeah. You know, yeah, yeah, like yeah. a natural body's defense reaction. So good at it, aren't they? Yeah. <laughs> so so, oh. but you were talking about that. Sorry to bring it back. Yeah, a yeah, bit. yeah. <laughs> and I love it. Yeah. Oh, the goat. Oh. 2020. But, you talked about like some people saw uh, seeked meditation. Cool. You know, I think uh, we all got caught up in news in the early part of 2020. Cannabis didn't Not get me through did. 2020, but cannabis culture did, if that makes sense. You know, it, it was like, it was everything kind of going on. It, it was a lot. I feel like a lot of people did. There was a lot going on, on Instagram that you could involve with, Correct. engage with. The whole culture of cannabis in general is what kind of helped me get through through 2020. The whole, the sours came in and, you know, we were like taste testing sours yeah. and stuff like that over Zoom with the boys when it was like, it first came out and everything was serious and, you know, obviously uh, ingesting cannabis at the same time. So... It was the whole culture itself. And that that's what I think is another big threat to everything that goes on is just that it it seems like a lot of moves to become more professional, more structured, unfortunately can kill a culture if you don't walk a fine line. You know, we see a lot of businesses that go through it and that some are able to go through that process and keep a good culture and some just aren't. And that's the biggest fear, I think, too, with OMP is like, are they going to be able to implement enough structure to where people feel like they can run a business and the government feels like everything is being followed to the utmost that it could be followed. And at the same time, is there still going to be culture left in the entire market itself? Or is it just going to become, you know, sterile? So. Boy. Um, you know, you raise, you raise a really good point. Uh, and I guess when I say that cannabis got me through 2020, I think that I'm, what I meant to say was actually what you referred to. Uh, the culture the culture yeah. um my you know uh i mean I, I i feel blessed to have you know to know so many people in this community uh and to have established friendships and uh you know it was those friendships it was those uh social distancing you know smoke sessions during you know last uh summer and uh that got me through it um I mean, my Stacy got me through it. I, I actually, I should, yeah, probably, yeah. I should probably start <laughs> First by most saying let's that. recognize. Yeah. yeah, she was. Yeah, so she got me through it. But <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, second, and we're second, not going to say it's even close. Right, but not second. even a very distant second was the community. Um, it's just you know, it's such a beautiful thing, man. And I got to tell you, I have uh, lived in and been a part of what I would once have considered to be very sacred cannabis communities uh, throughout the country, but most specifically in Colorado, uh, Oregon, Washington, uh, and California. And uh, I have witnessed 
you know, firsthand, unfortunately, so many times exactly what is happening now in Maine. Right. Um, my buddy, very good, good friend of mine, uh, with whom I toured, we, we toured with the dead for years together. He lives out in Oregon. He's a, he's a farmer. Um, moved out there 25 years ago. Um, started growing and has had a very successful, uh, a very lucrative uh, uh, career. Um, but he's still young, you know, he's, he's younger than me. Um, he's, he's like 45 years old. He's got a long time to go. And the medical program is, is really what, what got him to where he was. Uh, there are no regulations now anymore in Oregon. How come? What do you mean, no more regulations? Are you aware that they just decriminalized uh, oh, well, heroin? Yeah. Uh, LSD? Cocaine. Cocaine. It's actually legal to ingest cocaine, but it's not legal to use the straw. Correct. Unless it's non disposable. Which studies have now pointed that the making of aluminum and non disposable straws hurts the environment more than disposable straws ever will? Yeah. Because of what the process is to make them and to all the fossil fuels. Yeah. It's like it's so, yeah. yeah. It's like the electric car thing. Like no one talks about the fucking batteries and shit. You know, right. it's all yeah. these. No, I've been Dude, I could have a whole more. conversation about disposable straws. Isn't that pathetic? <laughs> right. Well, c- continue though, Jim. Are, I want to know yeah. more about what you're saying about that and how the regulations in Oregon kind of fell off. Yeah. So you know, uh, the, the the medical programs have been so incredibly successful in these states, man. Um, but up until a point. Up until a point. And if you, if, if, if you do your research and you look at <clears throat> the data, uh, it has taken approximately the same amount of time as it has here in Maine when big business wants to come in and ruin a, a, a very prosperous, lucrative, amazing community you know colorado was the first to do it so i mean just well we i want to put in perspective to people too when we say that the community gets degraded we're talking about the local craft sense the community that you talk with does unfortunately uh, systematically get broken down and then you are left with your warehouse sessions like you see in california that get raided where you have trash weed that's shoved in mylar bags that uh, over overzealous salesmen at every booth trying to shove it down your throat saying that, you know, I got you, brother, I got the best hash. You know, all the people down in Massachusetts are doing that. All the Mylar boys. Don't worry, I love you. I see where you're coming from, but they are going to benefit. That's Mm -hmm. it. And that's what we talk about, the whole degrading of the culture, is it's going to shift from a very craft, classy, what I would consider a classy, uh, you know, cannabis industry, to something that's going to be on one or two sides, either bank-like, extremely sterile, which we're talking about, or the other side is going to be the complete polar opposite raging yes. sesh that you know has zero sense of really any couth and it's that's just how it is you yes. know so it's there's no in the middle if we can't find some middle ground here. right no you're up you're absolutely right and those are the those are the beautiful things that have changed in these you know wonderful uh left coast states um i mean I, california is a wild place right now um Oregon too. Oregon, Oregon too. Um, but man, well, you can do heroin in Oregon, so yeah, it's pretty yeah, fucking wild. So it's got to be the best place, right? Obviously, yeah. I heard well, the autonomous zone is back up there. What is it, Ches or Chet? 
or uh, I don't know if they recognize it that way. Right. But is right. it? Am I right in hearing? You're Have correct. I heard that? Yeah. It's it's back again. It's back again. It's back again. Wow. Oh yeah, it's yeah. Oregon's actually, uh, but as much as people shit on it, it is obviously just this uh, uh, byproduct of its of what's going on in the state as far as who's there, who's leading it. Without a doubt. But it's a great state. It's it a is great a state. great fucking state, especially for cannabis tourism. Even though the, the culture is not there anymore, there is still some shops you can go to that do carry some good sun-grown product. And Oregon's just fucking gorgeous. It's like I love, I love going there and trying some weed. I went out for my friend's graduation at Lewis and Clark, and it's just like you're in this fucking. I went to Portland. You're yeah, basically Portland's in this great city. city yeah. You're in Portland's this city, amazing. but there's oh, like yeah. it's like a friggin' forest awesome. surrounding you at the same time. It yeah. almost you almost feel more engulfed in like a in a weird utopia than anywhere else I've ever been. You know, like you have these skyscrapers that jutting up right next to mountainsides with all the, you know, lush trees and stuff like that. It's like, what? It's just so weird. It yeah. is, but Very, it's, it's spectacular. Oh, yeah. it's so it's so cool. I would encourage anyone that hasn't been, and go to the Autonomous Zone. Just shake their hands. Go to the Autonomous Zone. Let them know what's happening. Let them know the main right. podcast sent yes. you. That's right. That's right. Get yeah. a, give them we'll a high five free, and get the uh, fuck out. <laughs> we'll give you a you free can. sticker. That's right. Uh, for the trip. We're we'll going to give, give yes. We'll give you 10 of them. Anyone that goes to the Autonomous Zone or Chaz Chet or whatever that is, hit us up. We'll hook you up with Planet Tim stickers to slap up all around that place. Oh, there we go. There you go. Spread the love. I'll have the feds on me within a couple of days. That's all right. <laughs> Fuck them. You talked um, about it, the left coast being more in a more op- optimistic way. Uh, I, I do. How come? Um, like, what are you recognizing? What are you seeing from past? Were there as many caregivers in, say, like a like an Oregon compared to or Wa- yeah, Washington sure. as well, right? For sure. There are more caregivers here than there were in those spots, or like. So okay, um, I've always wondered that. Well, there wasn't that move too, and not to even cut you off too, but there wasn't. You have to think in Maine, we were at at the point where any other state following now is going to continuously have more. Why? Because everyone that's been pushed out of another market, there's the opportunity. Like look at Oklahoma, whatever that opened up. There's like no regulation. Had like twenty five thousand caregivers or something freaking nuts like that. You know, so. Nuts. Yeah. The, oh, it's, it's how's well, it's that ridiculous. shake down? How's that going to shake it's, down? Oklahoma's currently selling weed at twelve hundred dollars a fucking pound. No, <laughs> well, I don't yeah, know, but maybe it, something like that. I would think. So I wouldn't imagine. I wouldn't be surprised if it's cheaper than that. Yeah. But uh, uh, what I have, what I've seen in Maine, I I have seen more caregivers here than, than I have uh, in uh, Washington, Oregon, uh, Colorado, or California. Big fucking states. Well, Maine's a big fucking state too, but um, yeah, on the geographically, on the on the uh, yeah, on the small enough population. Very true. Yeah, very true. (laughs) We we have the population of one fucking high rise in New York. (laughs) Yeah, that's right. That's right. It does kind of feel that way, but that's yeah, that's a good way. That's Um, why we're good neighbors. That's why we're good neighbors. And also, too, why I do think we fared. I I think you could have put. To be fair. you know, a headless being uh, in the governor's seat over COVID, I think Maine would have done pretty well because it's just like someone yeah. said when they came out with the social distancing rules, they're like, well, we've been doing this in Maine for fucking exactly. how long? You know, it's like people in Maine don't like it coming up on their grill. You know, exactly. they don't really hang out with anyone that they're not already around. So it is, it's, it's a pretty cool place that we're in where, and it, you know, it, it's, it was awesome, I think. And I, I think the numbers are going back down. The summer too was great. And I mean, People may just don't like doing that. There's not this big like over sense of being together like you Absolutely. have in California. Right. And that's what some I, I was following this person. She's she has a good following. 
And she was saying, she moved back up to the East Coast. And she said, the difference between the East Coast and the West Coast is the West Coast, everyone will kiki to your face and like flip you off and talk shit behind your back. Like you go like New Jersey or like Maine or like, you know, Maryland, they'll just like fucking tell you to fuck right off to your face and oh, get out of here. Doubt. You know, oh, that's yeah, like the biggest difference doubt. she said about the two. She's like, that's why I'm coming here because I'll actually be able to know who likes me and who doesn't. So there's a lot of truth to that. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of truth to that. I've, you know, I live, I've lived in a lot of places and I've, yeah, you, you, you find out who your friends are pretty quick. Yeah, the overly nice, all that, you know. That's oh, yeah. That. Oh, yeah. And, and, and you can tell. You can tell when people are being overly nice. Yeah, here they'll just, like, not talk to you. They'll just give you a blank stare, and you're like, all right, well, that right. dude didn't like me. Right, exactly. We are going to yeah, the next one. <laughs> right, but fair enough, right? I mean, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. Maybe, at least you know. What year was it that the Colorado market changed over? And I'm only asking because I think it must have happened before 2012, because we ended up getting a lot of people who were caregivers who were from Colorado area was as well, before right? Two, like, was how come they didn't go to Cali? That's what I was thinking. Well, California already like, had so already it. had its kind of downfall. Right. People already saw that coming. Had it already right. been? Yeah. Had it already happened. It's like, it would be like coming to Maine right now. Why would you come to Maine right now? Like, you, it's, it's in the midst of starting its down, in the sense of it, like, even, yeah. like Tim said, anyone that's looked at any other place will be able to say, we are on the path, the trajectory to end up like every other state is. But I will also, for a counter-argument about the skies falling, is that there is players in the game, I've said this multiple times, that are aiding, that are playing both sides of the fence. I want the medical market to be saved, but also I'm going to trap the shit out of everything and basically prove these guys right and why there needs to be over-regulation. Yes. Like, you know, there has to be a little bit of an understanding that we're no longer in the Wild West. You, we're not, the money ain't going to be there like it was before. That's just the truth about it. If you continuously try to search or chase that high in hopes to hit, you know, whatever you trapped out in the first six months, five years ago, it's just not going to happen. You know, it's not. There has to be that coming to, in a sense, like come to reality and understand that numbers are going to change. Yeah. And there are people that are playing by the rules that are seriously trying to run a business and these overregulations are going to crush them. Yes, they are. If you want to continue to play the black market, no one cares. Just fucking play the black market. Right. Don't sit there and try to do both at the same time. Right. Right. Uh, yeah. And like you said, I mean, there's, uh, yeah, I mean, there's, there's a I lot of people you, out there who are doing that. Mm -hmm. A lot of people out there who are doing that. And, uh, and I'm talking from a store perspective, right? I'm not talking about, you know, I think there's a lot of, I, we all know how the cannabis industry is. And I think there's a lot of advocates that maybe have a side hustle. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about the stores that are really like, you know, the, we don't need these regulations, but we're also the reason why they're kind of doing them, right. you know, like, you know, so that's, that's what I'm more so. So saying in that. Would yep. you rather have like uh, cultivators playing into the black market as opposed to purely for wellness and stuff like that too? Like, because they, that's an option. So these people who are on that fence, you know, who, people who have always made money on the side. That's some you know, old debate right there. Yeah. That? That's, that's like literally the, uh, that's the debate yeah. is how, how do you want your cannabis to shape out? And we're, I think the biggest fight right now is we don't want two options. We want the third option Correct. that's not on the table, which is keep it like it is. Right. You know, keep some of it like it is, the majority of the infrastructure like it is. Make the tweaks that you have to hone the, the bad apples and to get them to either fall in line sure. or fall out. Yeah, for sure. But we don't want it to be wellness or cure leaf or the black market. Correct. We want in the middle, we don't want it to buy it at cure leaf. We want to buy it on a regulated market, but we know the product's safe, that there is some standards being implemented. Right. Because at the end of the day, if I don't care, if there isn't some sort of standard, if it came down to someone losing their shirt, losing their losing their house, their business, or spraying a little bit of fucking Eagle Twenty, yeah, yeah, you know what they're doing. 
Yeah. But you know what proper regulations might do? Keep me from inhaling that for Eagle for Eagle 20, you know? Yeah. And like that's I think is really important. There has to be some sort of standard. There does. There does. Um, you know, but uh, what what Maine has going on right now with the medical program is a beautiful fucking thing, man. Mm -hmm. um, it's the, you know, like yesterday uh, when we were hearing from uh, the OMP uh, and a lot of people who were speaking and doing their, their testimony, it truly is the gold standard mm. as far as medical cannabis is looked at throughout this country. Um, you know, that will change, I have a feeling. Uh, and people are probably no. I, that's it. I don't think it changes. I think Maine might be Maine and maybe Oklahoma or the next state that pops up in the next couple of years. Yeah. It might be a okay. We're medical friendly. Come here because there's an opportunity for them. Right. I think it's just a really good business cycle, continual business cycle to go from. We have no industry. Let's not take any chances. Here, we'll send in a couple of our normal corporations that go into an area. Right. They work the scene for a while. You know, there's a give and take. But ultimately, they end up crushing it. Right. Um, and none of us want to see that world. Absolutely not. And, Absolutely I, and that's our, that's our no. little, that's our narrow, like our main, our community focus, our main focus, our regional focus. It's not the worldly focus, but that matters more right now than anything else that's going on out there. So, I mean, I hate to have blinders on about it sometimes, but it's true. Yeah. That's yeah. where we're at. No, you're absolutely right. That's the point we are. It is the point that we are. That's the point that we're at. And uh, I, I mean, it's sad. Is that what moved you to really get involved this past year? Yes, it is. You um, had connects. You had information. You have ways yeah, of sharing it. Yeah, yeah. I, uh, I mean, I've. You referenced high times and having friends there. I worked for high times. You worked. Oh, you worked um, for high times. For, what for capacity? For a short period of time. Sure. Um, and and this is we're we're going back to when I was young. Um, Any potential? You were the voiceover guy. You got a crazy <laughs> radio voice, dude. That's all I'm saying. Oh yeah. Um, no, I was not. Uh, but I was asked to be the voiceover guy for. Uh, for a few different companies back then. So say it's like yeah. a it's like a deep bassy voice. Like a what's something that you could say? Can you say um, in a galaxy far, far away? I didn't see that coming. <laughs> We're gonna have Xavier edit edit the fucking Star Wars music yeah, into. We'll add in the sound. Come on. Give so us give us a, a good one. <laughs> in a galaxy far, far away. <laughs> I don't even. I, yeah, that's I, awesome. Not bad. Not we'll, that leave it, we'll leave it at that one. No, my, uh, I, uh, man, I have a very. My background is fucking weird, dude. I, uh, when I was 13 years old, uh, I was at a Washington Capitals hockey game with my father. I suffered. Well, at, at the time, nobody could tell me what I had suffered from, but we had front row seats. It was the first. Uh, it was the opening game of the season. And uh, so the very beginning of the game, all the fucking lights go out. They start doing the laser show, right? All of a sudden, I, I, I felt like... Uh, I Think Darude Sandstorm playing in the background. Dun, dun. Exactly. I felt like I was dying all of a sudden. And, really? Uh, yeah, I felt like I, I, was, I was having the first of many uh, in my life full-blown panic attack. 
Right. It's 13 freaking years old, man. And uh, so I'm telling my dad, you know, here I am fucking, I'm sweating my ass off. I, he, he didn't know, not, he didn't care either. I, I went out into the car and I went to sleep. And uh, so the next day I talked to my mother about it. You know, my mother puts me in touch with this shrink. And before I know it, I'm being, you know, they're shoving Xanax, fucking uh, Valium, you know, Clonopin, whatever benzo they could down my throat. And yeah, I mean, it kept it at bay. But, like, what's the real problem here, dude? Right. Like, so And none of those are really good, although Klonopin could be a good weekend drug once in a while. Klonopin is a out. fucking great, <laughs> a great weekend drug sometimes, especially if you just want to chill out and do nothing. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, that, so that was, you know, I started noticing, uh, my, my parents started noticing that uh, after I went on these, these, you know, drugs that were prescribed to me by a goddamn medical doctor, that I started doing worse in school. And, uh, but the thing was, is that I still had this very, very high level of, of anxiety and I couldn't figure out where it was from. Well, um, I saw my first dead show uh, about two months later. And uh, so the dude I went with, you know, he had a, he had a bag of pre-rolls and this was in 1984, I think it was. And, um, Ah, the Pablo pre-rolls. The Pablo pre-rolls. And I just remember, <laughs> I mean, I was only 13, but I loved it, man. Yep. I just loved the way it made me felt, feel. And I remember just just that feeling of the anxiety going away. That was it for me. I knew. I, I was 13 years old, man. I knew this drug was special. Um, so my first thing was, this is going to sound stupid as shit. But uh, I was like, all right, I got to get my hands on some more. How do I get my hands on some more? I'm 13 years old. I don't want to ask my brother's friend. 13 years old, that's pretty awesome. 13 years old. And so I, I, I hoof it down into D.C. to the corporate office of the uh, National Organization for the Reform of Marijuana Laws thinking, they these have motherfuckers some. got a weed, right? <laughs> I mean, so that's where I'm going. So I walk in there, you know, I'm 13, and I'm like, hey, and I told them my story of, of what had happened to me a few months ago. And they were like, you know, you're like, 13. Dude, you're 13. Yeah, like, you're 13. And I was like, well, you know, I'm about to be 14, whatever. But uh, I was like, I want to, I, I, I don't know why, but I need to be involved with you guys. Um, so obviously I wasn't old enough for them to pay me or any of that shit, but that's, that's where Did it all Did you get started. a hookup off that? Yeah. Yeah, it worked. You he still, knows a, he still worked. knows a guy. You bet. Yeah. I mean, you know, there are some people that yeah, friends for life, yeah. man, but, uh, <laughs> he, uh, you know, I, I volunteered for them for, uh, like three summers and then another half of a summer. And then he hooked me up with high times magazine, um, which, uh, I actually uh, did photography for them, um, but I also had one of the greatest jobs in the fucking world, man. And uh, I, 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 since I was young, I always had this amazing ability to uh, pick out tastes, flavors, and shit from weed. Um, so I actually, before I knew it, uh, had people like sending me weed to smoke and write up what I thought about it shit like that and being able to sample these different types of cannabis I was able to figure out what worked for me and um, 
it was uh, that was that was my, the beginning of my passion, man. I mean, I worked for the D Department of <clears throat> Defense and the Department of Commerce um, for like 25 years, leading somewhat of a double life. You know, during, <laughs> during the day, I had my suit on and I was working at you know contracts at the NSA and shit like that that I could never talk about. And then at night, I was uh, you know a cannabis activist. A very young cannabis activist in DC, and uh, people took notice. And then, you know, when Colorado started wanting to uh, to draft their initial rules, I had some friends out there that wanted me to come out. Um, so I've been blessed. I've just uh, I've I've had an opportunity to have my hands, uh, or at least be involved in a lot of different rulemakings uh, across the country. And you know, I. I'm not a politician. I don't like getting into politics or talking about that type of shit, but I'm a realist. And I, I think if I have anything, I have common sense uh, over the what I've been doing for the last 30 some odd years. I'm a pretty smart dude. And, and, and uh, you know, that's, that's what really has gotten me to be so passionate about this particular market. Because right now, in my opinion, the main medical market is really all that's left of a true, fantastic medical cannabis market. Where you go and you know that you are going to be getting a good product at a reasonable price that's not going to have fucking mold and pesticides and shit in it. Well, some people, you may get that from some people. Uh, it's it's just it's a special place and and uh, you know the OMP wanting to to change you know the rules and I understand that with with time you have to adapt and you have to make changes but look uh, and if you know Mr. Gunderson you happen to be listening use some common sense yourself sir. I mean, what was it? How much money did the cannabis industry bring in last year, man? I mean, mm, quite a number. It was uh, two sixty-two. Two sixty-six or two? Yeah, something like Dude. that. And Mr. Gunderson, if you're also listening on behalf of the cannabis community, we do not accept Derek Shirley. Um, Pennsylvania, you can take him back. <laughs> I mean, I'm a flower, dude. Yeah, you know there were. <laughs> it's always been there for me. It's, yeah. it's always how I had for the longest time. Exactly. I mean, when I was, you know, when I was young, I was, I, I was blessed if somebody found a tie stick or <laughs> they called it hash back then. I don't know if you remember these black little balls of tar, mm -hmm. which basically I believe now were, were probably just pressed resin. Yep. Yeah, Which probably makes, makes me sick to think that I was, you know, smoking and paying like uh, <laughs> what I was for in, the for 80, it. <laughs> in the 80s for that. But I mean, it's what it's what you had. Yeah. You know, but I, I just I've been a flower guy my whole life. You know, I just that's what I grew up on. That's what I enjoy. Um, I love everything about the goddamn plant. I mean, I just I love the, the look. I love the smell. I love the way it feels. I mean, just I don't know. You loved it enough to lead a double life when that could have got you into a lot more yeah, trouble. Yeah. But I'm sure it sounds to me like you sort of weaved between the two worlds enough to know. I did. I was able to navigate the waters pretty well. Yeah. Um, I was able to navigate it well. I, I you know, I did my research. I, I, I knew my limits. Um, but, yeah, I, uh, nobody knew. I mean, 
nobody, uh, nobody that I worked with never got real close with people I worked with. Mm -hmm. Um, because you know, they were all suits and they were all, we were different, you know, so I never really got too close with them. Um, but yeah, you know, I'd, I'd, I'd leave my office, I'd hop on the Metro and, you know, before you knew it, I was at either normal headquarters or, you know, at somebody else's house blazing up, trying to figure out a way to, to get in touch with our senators and our, uh, you know, elected officials. And I was doing that, you know, at 15 years old, I started calling those, those people. Telling them, you know, how they had to make reforms to the laws. And, you know, 35 years later, here we are. And goddamn, I got to be honest with you, Carrie, man. I remember when I was, you know, a kid and we would always, uh, you know, especially that, that, that one time a month when your High Times magazine came. You're looking at the centerfold. And you're just like, Fuck. you know, do you, do you ever think it will actually be legal? I mean, that was a question we always asked. Mm-hmm. And the answer was always, hell no. Like, yeah. no way in our lifetime will it ever be legal. We have come so far. I mean, it, it is truly amazing how far we've come. And it's because, you know, of people, it's because of the, the people in, in, in the communities, like this one in Maine, that build these just beautiful places um, uh, and turn it into something so special. Uh, yeah, it 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 would. Uh, it's gonna it's gonna be a real shame if if the OMP does anything to the way things are here. But um, I uh, I that's that's how I got passionate about it. I like it. Evan hit it on the the nail on the head when he was talking about culture. That's what's been so attractive for me is that uh, I know these people, know the brands. Yeah. I know the kind of commitment they have or, or they've been showing towards community. Right. A lot of the good that's happened. And in a lot of ways to, although methods might not be the same, there's this overall idea of, you know, who's united going forward for the common, for the common good. Yeah. Oh, know? absolutely. Absolutely. You do. I mean, you, you learn a lot. You learn... <laughs> You learn a lot, especially, um, you know, uh, my my co-founder of, of the same Save Maine Medical Initiative, Grant Hill, and I, you know, we've been, I mean, we've been, you know, going all around the state, man, for the past three months. Yeah. Meeting these people, you know, um, and learning, you know, learning about their stories and, uh, and obviously passing out literature, but... That had to, that had to be fun for you to it get was, out there. It was it was ama- it, it was amazing. One of the things I've always enjoyed about the roles that I've had within companies is the opportunity to be able to go see people. Absolutely, we're in it. Absolutely. So that's uh, as important, whether it's uh, five or five ten minutes to two hours, three hours, whatever it is, without a doubt. Because I know that their time's valuable <clears throat> as yes. well. Um, you know, anybody who, I mean, all of our time is valuable. I'm not right. trying to put anybody, but, yeah. but uh, the idea that we're going to have this outreach together, that we're going to talk about things or correct, or at least uh, take, say hi. Absolutely. Um, means a lot. It does mean a lot. Because it's going to mean a lot a couple years from now. It's going to mean, or a couple months or a couple years, however so long this can continue. You betcha. I think the longer it exists, the more powerful it can become. Without it, 
With a, a, you hit the nail on that. So it's right. about getting it, keeping the wheels turning. Yes, has to be. It has to be consistent. You got to keep, like you just said. I mean, you got to keep going. Mm-hmm. You got to keep moving. You cannot slow down. I firmly believe that in a lot of the states out west, uh, that they holy shit. Okay, we finally got it, and they gave up. They, they didn't fight for what they had been waiting for for so long. Um, at least the people I know, they just sort of accepted what was happening. I don't think there was much transparency. Where were they, they going to turn? What were they going to do next then? Or what were the alternatives? Was it black market? Yes. Did, did that occur until? Yes, without a doubt. Does it still continue? For sure. Yeah. For sure. Um, so it doesn't get, uh, it's not going to be one of these things that gets wiped out for, I don't, the, uh, for the here and now, but they, but they know where you live, but they know where you live. Yeah. Yep. So when the time comes, if they want to, unfortunately, yes, <laughs> but we've, yeah. we've given up a lot in the last we few have. years. Have yes, we not? Yes, we have. Yeah. Yes, we have. But, uh, but no, I mean, like, like you said, what are what are these people going to do? Uh, yeah, they're going to close. Can, uh, or they're going to, or, and I hate to say this, and this, this is a question that has been posed to me, but it's not a question that I've heard any, anyone else ask or even mention. And, and so I'm going to, I'm going to ask you your opinion Okay. and you don't even have to give it to me if you don't want to, but so, okay, I'm, I'm going to bring up one place, Theory Wellness in South Portland. Okay. Fucking hate that place. All right. I know that it operates with out-of-state capital. Yep. Uh, I know that it operates with out-of-state products. Yep. Oh, and products. Yes. Not, I, I, not all. Okay. But I do know that, uh, that they bring well, maybe some of their product from Massachusetts. What well, might be so. in-house product. All, all of it is in-house product, is it not? It is. From start to finish, from the flour to the concentrates to the edibles to the what, yes. Oh, yes. CBD products? Correct. Okay. Correct. Um, so I had, I actually had someone in the community reach out to me for advice, uh, advice, which I was unable to give them. And here, here was the question. <clears throat> I am out of work. She said, uh, she has a family to support, uh, two kids. She has a husband who's disabled. She needed a job. Theory was hiring has been hiring, because I don't think anyone has taken the job yet. Same with Cureleaf. They've been on the Indeed uh, job listings now for the past two months. I don't think they filled the position. Pretty much being left vacant. Left vacant. So she asked me, Tim, how do you think the people in the community are going to look at me if I take a job at Theory? That was a really tough question to answer, because... I don't think that a lot of people seem to forget that the people who are working there are local people who need jobs. Yes. So it was very jobs. Correct. They pay money. Yeah. Right. You get to go to work and you get to take a paycheck. Right. She did not take that job because she was afraid of the retribution that she might get. For doing that. Is she somebody within the community? 
um, cannabis community, would you say? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Oh, okay. I got gotcha. you. And yep. so now... Even a greater... Correct. And to me, that's really sad. Um, you know, I don't think she has found anything else yet. But my point, I guess, is that... Well, there was a dispute a little while ago that was open on Instagram between uh, the Bear Mama and uh, Dawson Julia. Don't tell me. Don't, don't, let's not talk about that, right? Well, no, we don't have to if you don't want to. I, I want to say one thing about it, and oh, you don't I'm, have to say a thing about it. No, I, yeah, it. go ahead. The idea that um, this conversion of trying to bring somebody to this other side yeah. at the sacrifice of making it their battle when it was never their battle. Correct. It was a way of living. Yes. And it will be. And you can hire within the cannabis community there are a lot of ways of uh, outreach there. Indeed is very popular as for well sure. for them as well. Yep, for um, sure. So people who are still looking at like uh, Curaleaf and such are also looking at these companies. So there is that too. There is, yes. But the roles, you know, one is a little bit more like uh, I'm not criticizing the infrastructure on stores, but they're also very new. The concepts are very new for the people who are in place. Without a doubt. So there are some growing pains. Um, absolutely so that doesn't that can make it a little bit and i'm not saying every place is but you know what i mean it they're still finding it what they did during covid and how adaptable they became amazing amazing it was truly you truly know they, they really nailed that they did um and some took one you know how many different uh, approaches did we see taken during covid infinite right so to think that you're going to have everybody uh, approach a problem the same way um, in regards to how they want to protect the medical industry or, or program. Yeah, I mean, people, you know, everybody has a different vision on what they want to do in order to protect the program. Mm. Um, you know, I, uh, I don't, I, I, I stand in the middle. I mean, I don't, I, I don't want to get involved with fighting with anyone on, on either side. Um, I just want to make sure that, uh, you know, uh, that and I said it last night when I was testifying uh, in front of the OMP. Look, you know, these, these people are my friends. These are people that I know uh, that are going to lose. We're talking about losing jobs, right? People are, oh, well, they're going to lose their jobs. Well, yeah. They're not just losing their jobs. They're losing everything. Know, because you got these these growers up north their job consists of their home their land you know their garden the supply i mean they could potentially lose everything and uh, it's ten thousand jobs in a 10, workforce yes. right now um i don't you know i i can't pretend to know where a lot of the job force, you know, percentages go. Maybe yeah. I would have to assume because of uh, the way societal needs are, we have a lot of just, you know, that convenience type of uh, occupation that's available for people for sure. right now. Yeah, for sure. Whether it's in fast food or, or I don't even know where retail is at this point. I, you don't, know, I don't either. Talk to uh, uh, Dave over at Hazy Hill uh, a little while back, a couple podcasts yeah. back and. yeah. It struck me about the how Freeport is built on retail storefronts. This could be an amazingly crucial year for those that still survive or, or, or are still surviving. Right, 
I don't know what the impact's been on the local Freeport businesses, but I'm talking about the larger ones that had come from outside, all this investment in. Oh, yeah. To go almost a year with uh, barely a return because everybody turned online. Everybody did, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, I I have to admit, you know, I'm, uh, I mean, I fell into that rabbit hole as well. Yeah. I'll go into, um, you know, the hardware stores because... Oh, yeah. You got to go into the hardware store. Go you got to spend time stores. in there. Got to. Got to go into there. You know, you got to go into the hardware stores and the dispensaries. There yep. you go. Yeah, right. <laughs> Those are the only two places you really need to go. You know, everything else from Amazon. But yeah. So I don't know. I don't know. I, I hope that's not the case. I hope as we pull out uh, out of this into the springtime, I'm, I'm hoping that we go further in that direction. I never did answer your question, by the way, when you asked. I think I sort of did. Yeah. By talking about Bear Mama. I think you did too. Um, that's my take. Yeah. Uh, you yeah. know, and, and, and I the battle think. has to be for, for self first and, and then the common good after. Correct. So. And I guess that's what is. I don't see it as a sellout in, in that sense. I can't see it as that. Not, I, not right now. If I, we were thriving, if, had we would, been 10 years in existence as a, as a model and then they came right. in and that kind of thing, well, maybe... Different story. You know, that localism um, feel um, would maybe be... a Yeah, that would create a backlash. So, uh, sure. But we're not far enough along with everything else that we're doing in society, for, for society of making it more of that small business. Absolutely right. I think we're at that turning point now. It's not going to be everything. There are going to be some things that just don't make a recovery, like never come back. Oh, with it, yeah. It's, I don't know. There's going to be a lot of that. Yeah, yep. there's going to be a lot of that. Um, but with that comes innovations. Sure it does. Yeah, it so, does, absolutely. No, it's, it's going to be interesting to see what happens either way. Um, <laughs> but uh, I, I appreciate you answering my question. I, uh, I, I, think, mm-hmm. that, uh, I think we share the same, the same view on that. Uh, but what, what I, what I do sort of, uh, have a problem with is, you know, I, I, I do see a lot of people on IG, you know, blasting people, uh, for working at these facilities mm-hmm. and you know what, I mean, what we don't, we don't need that right now. There's, there's so much divisiveness. Um, you know, my, my, my entire objective is just to try and get everyone on the same page and, you know, it, it just, it's a very united community as it is, but just to bring everybody together, uh, at least for this fight. We still have to be civil. We, we still, still have, have to, to understand civil. that um, um, we're, we are planets. Correct. We're individuals, so we're all planets. We're not the sun. So Correct. let's not act like the sun. Absolutely right. You know, Absolutely there's greater. Right. There is. Um, there is. Yeah, I mean... It, it, it is hard to ask. Well, it's just hard to ask people. I, I, I always chose in life never to tell people what to do. You can, you can kind of, well, outside my boy, but, uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but that's necessary. Oh, yeah. He tells me what to do sometimes. For too, sure. You know what oh, I'm saying? Without, huh? without a doubt. There's I'm some sure scrapping going on. I'm going to whoop him tonight. You that's betcha. right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. Would you ever be interested in writing uh, reviews again? Would you? What what sparks you now? What what gets you excited in different, like very selfish ways for you? In very selfish ways. Yeah, in oh, selfish boy. ways. Are, uh, or are you just a selfless guy now? Or have you always had that approach? I I, I say that, and I don't look at the term as selfish as bad. Yeah. 
know, no, I know what, you know yeah. what I mean. Oh, I do know what you mean. That indulgence for you, is it through cannabis or are there other things as well that you love to indulge in? Yeah. Um, you stay away from politics, which is great. I stay away from politics. Yeah. Science or? Um, yes, I'm fascinated. Uh, I'm fascinated. Well, <laughs> it, what, what, what really sort of gets me is uh, very into astronomy, mm -hmm. um, the planets, you know. Uh, the age-old question, I guess. Yeah, the hell are we doing here and all that stuff? But uh, I do, I do love. Uh, I don't ask that anymore. I don't. Yeah, you know. I spend what? my younger years doing that a little bit. Now more. that you say that, I guess I really haven't thought that in a nope. while. Yeah, we're just kind of. I think here. we're at that. Oh, so this is the ride. Yeah. Okay. It's like all right. <laughs> yeah, I was I was trying to figure that out for a long time, and yeah, well, there's not really much to figure out when it comes to it. I found that um, I was able to, on the back end of it, of COVID, release a lot of other things that should cause somebody anguish. Yeah. I found like, wow, those dissolve too. Yes. So, so it was this total cleansing. So there's sort of this change. And I don't know how much that's happened for other people as well. Um, I think everybody's going to, I mean, everybody's going to come out of this differently yeah. than they went into it for sure. Yep. Uh, with a greater appreciation of, you know, not only the freedoms and liberties that we have to, to just go out and do whatever the hell we want, whenever the hell we want. Yep. But, you know, I know from talking to, I mean, people are hurting, man. People want to hug people. People want to smoke with people. People want to hang out. You know, yep. it's, it, uh, I think it's been devastating to everybody. Um, yeah, uh, from a psyche point of view as well. From a psyche point, for sure. For yeah. sure. I mean, I, you know, I, suffer, I suffer from depression, yep. um, as you know, a lot of people do. Uh, and uh, you know, the winters uh, in Maine can you know, take a toll. Can take, uh, can take a real toll. And I think this year it took... I mean, you double that toll. Yeah. It was, it was, there was nothing to do. And it wasn't even a brutal winter in a weather sense, I didn't think. We had a bad storm or two up here. Yeah. Actually, I had a tree. I lost power twice in one week, but that was about the highlight. That was of it. it. That, that was, was it. That week, yeah. Yeah, that's basically what winter was it's in a nutshell. A, it, oh, it's been a terrible winter. So, winter. yeah, probably more so for people who, well, there's a large, uh, large, population here that'll take their sleds up north for the weekend oh for sure or for yeah. yeah probably down in the portland area too right yeah. oh yeah. yeah oh without a doubt yeah out of staters too it's for a good sure. practice hitting the ski slopes so yeah, yeah. for sure um you know, something i I've, i don't even know that it was brought up yesterday at the omp hearing but um you watched it all you said or pretty much all of it. I wa no, I watched, I watched the whole thing, man. I was called uh, third to last. <sighs> Boy, they really, know, so um, I, they really know how to keep you on. I, actually, I, was, I was texting people, and I kept saying to them, I was like, I think they're like bumping me to the back continuously because I logged into this at 8.30, and uh, Mike, Michael Doherty over at, uh, you know. Yep, yep. He... Uh, he signed in after me, and that some bitch got on before me. So I don't know how they did it, but I think they saw my name, and they were like, "Yeah." Kept sliding him. you down. Kept sliding you down. Put him to the bottom of the queue. Lower his hand. Lower his hand. 
Um, what did you have a chance to say when you uh, got got that time? You know what? Um, I had nothing. At that yet. point, there was nothing new. There was I'm nothing. Thinking. Everything had been said. Yeah. Right. Everything had been said. Which very, is great, though. Repetitively. Very, absolutely. Is not a bad thing. Uh, and so I it was, makes you more selective about what you say. It did. And uh, I will go on. You know, I will say that I was very impressed at how eloquent that everyone was. <clears throat> everyone was in, in, incredibly respectful. Uh, very, very eloquent uh, in the way that, that they got their points across. Uh, saw a lot of emotion raw, like heartfelt emotion, which to me uh, was the most important part of the whole goddamn thing. I mean, there were about eight people who, you know, sort of broke down and I broke down with them, you know, with every single one of them. But yeah, so I think they kept putting me down to the gosh darn bottom because they didn't want me to talk or they just didn't like my name or whatever it was. But, uh, you know, I didn't have anything written down. Um, my, My partner in crime, Grant, he had a whole thing planned. The script, yep. He, he was, Having plans accordingly like yeah, that sometimes. He was, He's he, wheel, freewheeling a lot exactly. more, though. But. Yes. Well, Grant, Grant was... Uh, oh, he's awesome, man. He's... Uh, you know, I referred to myself last You guys night. are co-founders of Save yeah, Maine Medical. Right, right. Okay. The co-founders of it. And, uh, you know, he... Uh, so he was the one who shows up on the, the Zoom testimony in a suit and a tie, you know, looking a million bucks, right? And I, you know... I had all my regular gear with my big fat gray <laughs> beard hanging out. I just pleaded to them as as human beings, man. I just uh, there was nothing there was nothing left to be said. I didn't speak to any particular statutes or really even to the legislature at all, um, or the proposed legislation, I should say. Uh, I really told them what I have seen um, in my experiences in uh, the past thirty years of having to get the stigma, the invalid stigma, incorrect stigma, whatever you want to call it, on this plant, you know, eradicated. And, um, you know, uh, I mean, that's where, that's, that's where we are. Um, I... You guys are... Um, so by going to stores, sharing a little bit more information on Instagram, you guys sort of gained a good amount of... Uh, a lot more interaction as well, too. So does sure. that make you feel like, where do you feel the, the trend's going now and in in what you want to send out for a message? For well, Is it about how we're going to react now or what we should be focusing on upcoming as a, as a community? I think without a doubt, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, <clears throat> I, I, I think that... Where do you uh, see the redirect, I guess, is where I ask. We've been focused on, is it signatures? Is it getting people involved in that sense? We've, we've, been, we've been focusing on the signatures, um, you know, but we've been focusing. It's, it, it was surprising to me how many people in the industry um, really weren't aware what, what was going on. Uh, we, we, you know, had people reaching out all the time asking for an explanation, like what, what does all this mean? You know, and you can, you can hand out a flyer and have them scan the QR code and go fill out a form to be put on our petition, but they didn't understand the underlying issues. Mm -hmm. So a lot of what we did, uh, in a, you know, in addition to getting these, uh, these signatures, 
um, was education and, and just trying to make these people, you know, give them a good understanding of what these rules mean and why it is so important for every, every single person in the community, whether you're, whether you're a patient, whether you own a storefront, a delivery driver, caregiver, whatever you are, it's so important for everyone to, to know what's going on and to be involved. Uh, I mean, strength in numbers is what I've always believed. Now, having more information, has it made you more into the investigative end of things? Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, you know. Because I've thought about that, too. But yet, some, as far as like one of those things like the podcast, uh, I thought about you know, sharing. I, I guess I do only through podcasts, like yeah. some of the stories that I might tell. Right, so. right. Well. We felt it important not to have an opinion, but at times uh, like this, it's about having an opinion. It is. Yeah. So. It is. Um, you know, we can't get into every skirmish. No, you either. Can't. No, you never get anything done. Right. Never get anything done. Um, we we're going to continue the same message message that we've been sending. I mean, this this is this is actually when it gets tough. I mean, this is this is when shit gets real. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we've had our second hearing now. Um, you know, we've uh, was it regulation that put other states out more yes it was absolutely yeah over reg overreach and over regulation man and there was was there a unified attack against the regulations that were being brought on there back were. then there were that uh, were making noise too i'm assuming they were making noise yeah. yeah they were making noise but i i i hate to i hate to have to go back to this again but i will because uh, i find it to be the truth uh it was so new Right when Colorado did it, they were just so happy to have Cannabis. access to weed. Yeah, right. They didn't give a, f- they didn't yeah. care. Yeah. Okay. Right. So, yeah, they put up a fight. Right. But to them, it was like, look, do we want cannabis or not? Like, it, it it's gonna be here. It's here. Yeah. So, what are we? You know, I, to an extent, I can understand. Uh, that was fast. That was fast. Because there hadn't been a model before it. That's correct. Yeah. And uh, so... Just happened to be here at one point. Yeah. And you don't realize, no. Yeah. That's absolutely right. a play. That's absolutely right. And, you know, unfortunately, right, uh, other states used their model. Right? I mean... Yeah, look how successful those plans were. Could you look at our first five years of this chart? Oh, look at that. How successful. And your state can do the same. That kind of thing, huh? Exactly right. Exactly right. And uh, So this is as much about the machine as it is is anything else. Absolutely. Absolutely as much about the machine as anything else. And, uh, you know, I I don't know if I'm one of the, the, the few people... Uh, who actually believe this. Um, I don't know how Dawson feels. I mean, I know that Dawson Julia seems to think that we beat them up pretty good yesterday. Yeah. Um, and I would, I would agree. Uh, yeah. I don't know if beat them up is the right word. I mean, I think we showed them who we are. Uh, I think we showed them who we really, truly are. And, and uh, what I have to keep telling myself is that, look, 
I, I, I get it that the OMP is like the empire, okay? Everyone hates them. But what I always try to remember is that they're made up of human beings and that human beings have emotions and are capable of making decisions that may surprise you. Mm. Um, so, I don't know, call me an optimist, call me whatever you want to call me, uh, but I do believe that to be true, and I, I just think that as, as long as the surge of momentum that we have had, which has been unbelievable. Unbe it has been. It has been truly unbelievable. I mean, it, I, I, I don't know that I've, I've been a part of something... Uh, this large in scope? It has become greater. This, it has become l larger. This, this large in scope, but also just like this, this, it's just a very heartfelt feeling. Um, seeing, you know, everybody coming together. Uh, my, you know, my dearest friend who I've known for 45 years who grows out in, in Oregon, uh, it's a different story, man. Yeah, it, it's all. I mean, it's 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 so competitive out there. Nobody helps anybody out. Right. Um, you know, you need to you need to make some hash, but you know, you don't have any weed to to get washed or whatever. Okay. Well, you know, we've got some. The shit I see here. There's been wrong. a lot of friendships and and things that have gone wrong, obviously. For sure. But there's been. Think about from a store point of view, how many different vendors they'll deal with in a year or, or a month or a week. And you start, you know, and that can sometimes cycle where they're like, hey, we're expanding out our menu or we right. want to include you at this time in your harvest and so on and so forth. Dealing with potentially hundreds to hundreds, yeah, to hundreds, 100 to 200, I'd guess, yes. from every scope of. Yes. There's that much going on together. People are figuring it out and there's, you know, it's turning into, we're talking about mm, this inner, inner state, you know, commerce going right. on here as well. Right, exactly. Beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. And it's only been a two year. I could see a little bit more of a boom in many different avenues into it. Yeah. Um, I don't know if I'd want to see the, uh, the big push for a lot more cultivation or a lot more right. i don't know if i'd because that feels like we'd be over, over expanding over, our market i was gonna say oversaturating but yeah, oversaturating I mean, over expanding, I know, yeah right I know what you mean yeah as well. i meant to say what you did yeah. <laughs> 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 our minds are in the same place hey.